Blog Talk Radio. Like to write us, 
the address is P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105-4123. So we'd like to uh, encourage you to um, communicate with us if you are being blessed by this ministry, either through um, internet, um, come go on the website and leave us a, a contact submission, or you can um, email us or give us a call. We'd be glad to talk to you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And um, I'd like to invite you all to attend, to uh, 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 join us in prayer Monday through um, Sunday, actually, um, Monday through Saturday, we are on the sweet hour of prayer, prayer line at uh, Monday through Saturday at 12 noon. On Sunday, we come on at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're in a different time zone, you will have to adjust your time to uh, join us on this prayer line. But we are so excited. I mean, we have seen so many miracles that God has done just through our persistent prayers. And we know, hallelujah, that prayer changes things. The Bible says the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. So we believe in the power of prayer. And if you have a prayer concern, prayer need, and... um, you want to come on this prayer line? You want us to pray for you? Just come on and let us know. Let us know who you are and what it is that your prayer need is, and we will pray with you, and we will pray for you because we believe here at Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International, we believe in the power of prayer. So we're going to go ahead and get into tonight's message, glory be to God. Oh, let me give you the information for the prayer line. So the phone number for the Sweet Hour of Prayer is 425-436-6333. And the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. That's 425-436. 6333, and the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. So we encourage you to come on the prayer line and join us any day of the week. Matter of fact, every day of the week, we're going to be praying. Can join us there. Uh, The CD that you just heard, the song is called I Got Joy, and it's on the CD um, by Evangelist Janet Taylor, A New Beginning. You can find that on iTunes, CD Baby, and Reverb Nation. Just type in Janet Taylor, um, I Got Joy. Glory be to God. And the video is on YouTube. Just type in Janet Taylor, I Got Joy, and um, you can watch the video. So we want to give God praise for what he's doing in um, my life and in your life. We thank God for all who are listening in tonight. It is so important 
that we hear what God is saying. Glory be to God. Because we can't do what God wants us to do if we don't hear what God is saying. Glory be to God. So let's get right into tonight's message. We don't want to tarry. Hallelujah. We just want to go straight into the word of God. So those of you that have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Glory be to God. And this is what it says. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Glory be to God in the highest. And I'd like to kind of unpack this verse um, before um, we just go any further. Now, tonight's message is, can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Glory be to God. And uh, I want to talk about, first of all, what a witness is. A witness is someone who has seen an event, a crime, or an accident take place. You were there. You saw it with your own eyes, which makes you a credible witness. If you are an eyewitness to something, you are a credible witness. And so that's what believers, uh, the people of God, we are his witnesses. And we are called to be witnesses unto him. So when we look at the verse, it says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So you will not have this power until you are filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to make that clear first. We cannot put the cart before uh, the horse. We have to put the horse, which is the Holy Ghost, and then you will be filled. Uh, 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 then you can be God's witness. Glory be to God. So many people are going around trying to be a witness for God, but they're not witnesses. You know, the Jehovah's Witnesses claim to be uh, God's witnesses. They are not witnesses for God because they are not even filled with the Holy Spirit. They don't even uh, teach uh, from the Bible. They have their own book that they teach from, and it is not the Holy Bible and therefore, they are not witnesses for Jehovah. Glory be to God. So let's get that straight. But he says, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, he said, ye shall be witnesses. So it's only after you are filled with the Holy Ghost that you can be a witness unto the Lord. You can't tell somebody about something that you have not experienced yourself. Glory be to God. And that's what uh, 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 conversion is all about. After you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you will be converted. And then he said, strengthen your brethren. Glory be to God in the highest. So after you are filled with the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, Jesus said, you will be witnesses unto me. In other words, you can testify 
of the saving power of God. You can testify what you once were and what God did in your life, how he transformed you, glory be to God, from a vessel of darkness into a vessel of light, from a vessel of dishonor into a vessel of honor. But if you have not been transformed, which means changed, you cannot testify to that. You have no testimony. So some people are trying to give uh, 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 a testimony of, of the goodness of God. They're not testifying. They are testifying. And uh, God doesn't need witnesses who are false witnesses. You have to have partaken the goodness of God. You have to have been changed by the power of God. You can't give a testimony. It's like a drug addict. A drug addict cannot testify of God's deliverance and his power to deliver unless he has been delivered. A drug addict that's still using drugs cannot give a testimony. Glory be to God. I met a young lady one time. She told me she wanted to uh, get on with her ministry, but she called me because she was struggling with uh, uh, masturbation. And she said, I I just want to get on with my ministry. And I said, what ministry? You have no ministry. You can't minister to anybody. And she said, well, one of the mothers in the church, she told me that I would be all right and that I could minister. I said, honey, you can't minister to anybody until you get delivered. So she didn't like that answer. And uh, she got a little bit huffy. And I told her, listen, you called me. I didn't call you. So you obviously got a problem. You want to be delivered from masturbation, and and yet you want to be able to lay hands on people? God forbid. So we don't put the cart before the horse. Now, he said, you will be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria to the uttermost part of the earth. So I want to unpack that for you tonight. When he says both in Jerusalem, he was talking to the disciples, but he was speaking to them about the local ministry when he said in Jerusalem, because that's where they live. And then he said, and in all Judea. He was speaking about the region that they lived in. And then he said, in Samaria, perhaps that is your uh, state, the, the state or the country. So Jerusalem would be your city. Uh, Judea uh, would be your uh, region or state. And then Samaria would possibly be your country, okay, because we know that in this world we have four um, regions, north, south, east, and west. So then he finally said, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So that let the disciples, the apostles know that they would travel, they would carry this gospel around the world. They would take it throughout, it's wherever 
of people where the gospel was going to spread. But they could not go until they were filled with the Holy Ghost. That's why you, you hear the saying, some were sent and some just went. Glory be to God, because they did not wait for the Holy Ghost, because the Holy Ghost is the power that we need. We will be endued with power after we are filled with the Holy Ghost. And you need this power. You cannot go out to be a witness unto God without the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, there the witnesses are the ones who have been redeemed by God and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior. We have received forgiveness of our sins, and we have been trained and equipped. There are so many people that are trying to do work for the Lord who are ill-equipped. They have not been trained. They have not been uh, equipped with the power of the Holy Ghost, and yet they want to go out and do exploits in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. That is the most dangerous thing that a person can do because, first of all, you go out uncovered. You go out uh, unprotected, and the enemy knows that you're uncovered and unprotected. And he will uh, he, he he will seek to destroy you any kind of way that he can. So even though you might be out there and you say, "Well, I'm doing the work of the Lord," but you were not uh, 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 filled with the Holy Ghost and you have not been trained. You are out there on your own because you didn't wait. I'm not going to say that you weren't called to go, but you didn't wait on your calling. Remember when Moses Moses was called to go and um, be a deliverer to uh, God's people, but he had to wait. He had to wait because God had to get some things out of him that he couldn't use. Remember Moses killed a man, and um, we can't go out in our flesh. So God had to get that that anger out of him. God had to get that violence out of him. And it was only on when God said so that he was ready to go. Moses was 80 years old before he went out. Glory be to God. And we, it, you know, some people say, well, I don't want to wait that long. But we have to wait. We have to wait. Wait on the Lord, I say. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We cannot run out impulsively and say, oh, this is what I want to do. You have to wait on God to equip you and to train you. And you need the power of the Holy Ghost because if you go out without the power of the Holy Ghost, you're out there on your own. And you will be like a um, a fish uh, 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 in a piranha tank. They will devour you. They will eat you alive. Those demons, they will eat you alive. Remember, the thief cometh not but to kill, 
steal, and destroy. And Satan knows if you got the power of the Holy Ghost. Satan knows that. And so if you go out there just with your zeal and enthusiasm and you're just excited and impulsive and you just jump out there, you are on your own. Glory be to God. And I tell you, that's a, that's a place that you don't want to be. You don't want to be out there uh, 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 amongst wolves and um, you're on your own. So God's people are his witnesses. Like I said, they are, we are the ones who have been redeemed and washed in the blood of the Lamb. But also, we have been equipped and trained. Now, the equipping is, is the Holy Spirit. You must be born again. You must have the Holy Spirit to be a witness unto the Lord. You cannot go out witnessing without the power of the Holy Spirit. Because first of all, you need the Holy Spirit to tell you where to go witnessing. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And this is why so many uh, evangelism uh, and outreach teams, they are unsuccessful because they have people who just joined the uh, evangelism team, have not been called to it. That is not their calling. And uh, they have not been trained. You must be trained. I remember when I started in prison ministry, one of the things that God gave me was an eagle eye. I watched people. I did that. I watched people when I was a sinner. So when we were doing prison ministry, uh, whoever was preaching, somebody had to be at the back watching what was going on. Everybody can't be sitting up front because you have your head turned to the back of the inmates, and inmates can be very, very clever. They know how to pass notes. They know how to do things that you would think are unthinkable. As a matter of fact, oftentimes inmates will come to worship services just so that they could be with their lover. They didn't really come because they are interested in uh, hearing the word. And so you have to be watching as well as praying. So I remember I was training up my team, and I began to tell them, two of you need to sit in the back. And I think they were a little bit offended, but they caught on. You have to watch these girls, these inmates, because they might be doing things that if everybody's sitting up front with their back toward the inmates, then the inmates, they take advantage of things like that. They know nobody's watching, so now it's my time to do X, Y, and Z. And I always say, not on my watch. So um, it's important to be trained uh, in ministry. You have to be equipped for ministry, you first got to be called for ministry. Then you got to be equipped. You must have the power of the Holy Spirit. Then you must be trained. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So uh, we're talking about witnesses. Uh, Can I get a witness? A witness is one, as I said earlier, who sees an event, a crime, or an accident take place. 
They are eyewitnesses to what happened. Now, one of the things that I have learned when police officers come to the scene of a crime or an accident, they want to know, were you an eyewitness? If you say no, but that's what my cousin told me, you, they don't want to hear from you. They don't want to hear from you. They want to only talk to the witnesses, those who saw it. Glory be to God. And that's important because we cannot go by hearsay. There are too many people professing to know God, professing to know Jesus Christ. When they don't know him, they know about him. They sing songs about him, and they just have whole services about him. But if Jesus walked in the room, and often when the Holy Spirit enters in, they don't even recognize him. They don't know, oh, this is Holy Spirit. He's wanting to do something. So if they have a program and Holy Spirit is not on the program, they don't really want him in there because they say, we're going to follow our program. And often Holy Spirit will come in and interrupt your program. You know how the commercial uh, 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 used to say, we interrupt this program for a special announcement. Well, Holy Spirit is like that. He will come in and wreck your program. And if you are not sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, you will be upset because all of a sudden I had this whole thing planned, and now this is not how it's going. You must be led by the Holy Spirit. That's why whenever I'm in a church service, I always love it if the pastor says, yeah, we got a program, but the program is subject to change according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So that's what we have to do. We must be led because the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will lead, teach, and guide us in the way that he would have us to go. You see, man has a plan, but Holy Spirit also has a plan. Glory be to God. And the two may or may not uh, be on one accord. So we have to allow Holy Spirit the right of way. Glory be to God in the highest. So God's people are eyewitnesses to his love, to his mighty power, and his goodness. We have seen and experienced it for ourselves. We're eyewitnesses. Nobody has to tell us how good God is. Nobody has to tell us uh, how great he is, how mighty he is, and how powerful he is. We have experienced it for ourselves. Then and only then can you be a witness for God because you know what you once were, but now you have seen the transformative work. God has done a great work in your life. Your friends and family, they can see it on the outside, but you know you're not the same person on the inside. Glory be to God in the highest. So you know that you've been changed. Glory be to God in the highest. Then you can be a witness for the Lord. Now, in the book of Joshua, let's look at Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. Yeah, let's go there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Joshua chapter 4, 
verses 1 through 9. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe a man, and command ye them, saying, Take ye him out of the midst of Jordan, and out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and ye shall carry them over with you, and lead them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called for the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel, out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan, and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign, hallelujah, among you, that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. And uh, these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones out of the midst of Jordan. As the Lord spoke unto Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests which bear the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there unto this day. So the children of Israel had already come through the Red Sea, and they saw what God did there. But now they have been commanded to cross the Jordan River, and they were commanded to cross it at a time when the banks of Jordan overflowed. So the Lord told them, what to do. The Lord told them, first of all, that when they began to cross the Jordan, first of all, when the priests dipped their feet into the waters, the waters were going to recede. And then he said, and as they are going across this river, they are to take up 12 smooth stones. The 12 stones were to be witnesses. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Twelve stones were to be witnesses. And he said, when your children ask you what is the meaning of these twelve stones, the priests uh, were instructed that every man out of every tribe, and you know there are twelve tribes, one man was supposed to take uh, a stone out of each tribe. And he said, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? He said, you will tell them how the Lord did this great thing, how the Lord brought us across the Jordan River 
when its banks overflowed, the waters receded, and we came through on dry land. Glory be to God in the highest. You see, that's what a witness does. Hallelujah. They took up the 12 smooth stones out of the Jordan River as they crossed it on dry ground as a witness of what God had done. The same way God had brought them through the Red Sea, but they didn't take up stones out of the sea, but God told them, take up these 12 smooth stones, and these stones will be a witness. You see, uh, 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 many times uh, the way that younger people or the, the next generation will know about the goodness of God and the mightiness of our God is when the generation that is uh, in 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 uh, in position, I would say, the generation that's here now, they tell them the stories. So we pass down the stories to the next generation that they might tell it to the next generation because that's how they're going to get to know God. That will be their introduction to God. Now every man has got to come to know God for himself. But we pass down the testimonies. Glory be to God. You see, the testimonies of God are sure. So when you pass down the testimonies to the next generation, they will know that God is real. That's what the problem is today. That's why we have this Generation Z who does not believe in God because the generations before them Fail to pass down the testimonies. As a matter of fact, the enemy stole testimonies out of the church. The churches stopped having testimony service. Glory be to God. So now nobody has passed down the stories to the next generation. So this generation that we're uh, uh, looking at today, Generation Z, they don't believe that God is real. They don't know if God is real because they have not heard the testimonies. But I want to tell you something. Glory be to God in the highest. The 12 stones were to be testimonies for the children and, and for their children and their children's children. So they too would know what God had done for them and in the generations to come. And the church is supposed to be having testimony services so that the next generation will know God, they will be introduced to God. See, I remember my grandmother uh, and, and, and the testimony service that they had, uh, how people would get up and testify, not testify, but testify about the goodness of God and what he had done for them throughout the week. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So the church is supposed to have uh, uh, allowed testimonies to come forth. But the church, you know, we got too, too educated. We got too highfalutin. And we got all these fancy buildings and these nice padded pews. So now we took out two things the church took out. They took out prayer service and they took out the testimony service. Glory be to God. Now, you can't do nothing without prayer. Glory be to God. I don't know uh, of anything I can do without prayer. And the testimonies, I 
I still need to hear the testimony. And every now and again, I will hear a powerful testimony. I heard a testimony in New York of how God grew a man's eye. He, he literally uh, 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 just grew the man's eye back in his socket, fell on my face, and wept like a baby. You see, that's a compelling witness unto me. That's a compelling testimony of the unlimited power of God. I've read uh, about these types of testimonies through Smith Wigglesworth and uh, Lester Summerall and some of the other greats, but I actually heard this testimony. I was uh, 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 there when the man gave the testimony, and I wept because I knew it was a true testimony, and it was to the power, the unlimited, awesome, un, uh, unrestricted power of God. We don't even know all that God is and all that God can do. God can do anything but fail. With men, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. That's not Matthew 19 and 26. And I'm telling you, unless we bring back these testimonies, this is what Jesus said. He said, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. And I'm telling you something. That's what's going to end up happening. The rocks are going to cry out. If the people of God don't get up off these testimonies and begin to tell how God delivered them from this and how God healed them from that and how God made a way when it looked like there was no way, when their back was up against the wall, when Pharaoh and his army was in behind them and there was nothing in front of them but the Red Sea, if the, if the church does not begin to allow the testimonies to come forth again, I tell you, the rocks are going to cry out. But as for me, ain't no rocks crying out for me. I'm going to always tell my testimony. I'm going to always tell what God has done for me because I'm going to tell you something. It's a living testimony. God didn't just do one thing and stop in my life. He continues to add to the testimony. So glory be to God. In other words, uh, the, the Bible calls the book of Acts the Acts of the Apostles. I'm telling you that book is still being written, glory be to God. There are so many of the Lord. God is still doing great things. And the people of God need to hear these testimonies. There is a ministry uh, uh, that is bringing back the testimonies. They are recording awesome testimonies. And they're putting them on YouTube. And I'm telling you, it is such a powerful thing. If you get a chance, go to it. Go to YouTube and look up Delafe uh, uh, testimonies. I tell you, they are so powerful. And then there's another brother. He's doing testimonies as well. Why? Because it's time to bring back the testimonies. It's time. People are going to need to hear. Somebody needs to hear your testimony. You've been sitting on your testimony. Let me tell you something. We did not just get here where we are today. We didn't just arrive here. In other words, it was God, and it was a process. God began to, he brought us from where he found us, and he began to bring us out little by little. Yes, he 
his glory and for his purpose, and he began to add to us, and he began, hey, and he began to make us into a new creature, and he began to do things, hallelujah, that man said couldn't be done. Glory be to God. You better ask me how I know. Glory, hallelujah. I'm so glad you asked. You see, for more than 13 years of my life, I was strung out on crack cocaine. I was a prostitute. I was in and out of jail, in and out of prison. I was raped repeatedly, even once stabbed and left for dead in an alley. But God saved a miserable wretch like me. He had a plan for my life, glory be to God. And he saved me when I was in the Forsyth County Jail, in the laundry room, up in the basement of the jail, folding sheets and towels. Glory be to God. Jesus came into that basement. Hallelujah. And I heard a song on the radio while I was folding the laundry. And hallelujah, the word to the song brought conviction upon my heart. Little did I know that I was being set up by God. The song said, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Clean me up. And give me another chance. That song was by the Dallas Fort Worth Mass Choir, and it brought conviction, and it broke me, and I began to cry, and I began to apologize to God, and I began to ask God to forgive me, and I began to ask God to to give me one more chance. I asked God for another chance. I said, God, don't let me die in my sins. God, don't let me go to hell, because I heard about hell a long time ago, and I knew it was a place of torment. I knew it was an awful place. I knew it was a place of eternal separation from God. I knew that there was no get out of hell card. And I said to God, God, if you'll give me one more chance, I'll serve you till I die. I didn't try to wheel and deal with God. I didn't ask God, don't let me go back to prison. I didn't ask God to give me back my children. I didn't ask God, hallelujah, to give me a place to stay because I went to jail. I was homeless. Glory be to God. I asked God to save me. I said, God, if you'll save me, I will serve you till I die. And that was 30 years ago. The women in that jail cell, they went back to their cell block, and they told what had happened to me down in the basement of that jail. They said we give her two weeks and she'll be back on crack. They said we give her two weeks and she'll be back prostituting. They said we give her two weeks and she'll be back in jail. But thanks be unto God. It's been 30 years and I have been kept by the power of Almighty God. I don't know who needs to hear this testimony tonight, but it is the testimony of God. You see, I'm being a witness unto him. I'm letting you know that not only can he save you, but he's a keeper. I am persuaded that he will keep that which I commit unto him. If you give your life to Christ, he will save you. Glory be to God, for the word of the Lord says, all who will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. All you got to do is fall on your knees and cry out to God and tell God I'm sorry. Repent unto the Lord and ask God to forgive you 
and give you one more chance. Good God Almighty, he will save you. He will hear your cry. He will pity your groan. He will break every chain that has you bound. Glory be to God in the highest. And then he will do an awesome thing in your life. He will fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost. And after the power of the Holy Ghost is come upon you, you shall receive power and you will be witnesses unto him. You will be able to tell of God's goodness. You will be able to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. You will be able to declare that he is the true and living God. You will be able to declare he is mighty. He's the all Almighty God, the all-sufficient one, El Shaddai, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father. You will be able to tell somebody not what you heard about God, but what you know. You'll be able to say, I was there. I was there when he saved me. I was there when he found me on crack alley. Good God Almighty. But the Lord was not afraid to come into that jail, and he saved the wretch like me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And tonight I got to testify. I'm going to be a witness unto him everywhere that I go. I'm going to open my mouth and cry loud. I'm going to tell of his goodness. I'm going to tell of his great and mighty power. I'm going to tell this dying world that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he's alive and he is well. He got up on the third day. He rose with all power in his hand, and he still saves from the guttermost to the uttermost. There's nothing too hard for my God. He will save you if you will call on him tonight. He will deliver you. He will break every chain that have you bound. Glory be to God in the highest. He will set you free. And he whom the Son set free is free indeed. Can I get a witness? Is there anybody here that know Jesus? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In the free pardoning of your sins, you have been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. You've been washed. You've been cleansed. Glory be to God. And you've been made over again. The word of God says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Hallelujah. All you got to do is call upon him and he'll make you new. He'll make you new. He'll make you a witness unto him. See, you can't make it off grandma's testimony. You can be strengthened by it. You can be encouraged by it. But God wants to give you your own testimony. Glory be to God. He wants to give you your own testimony. Hallelujah. And he wants the testimony to bring glory and honor unto him. Glory be to God. Revelation 12 and 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. You see, this is how you're going to overcome when you share that testimony. 
somebody will be strengthened and encouraged. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. That testimony will build up your faith. It will build up the body of Christ. We need to hear the testimonies. This is why I'm asking the question tonight. Can I get a witness? Is there anybody out there tonight who can be a witness for God, who can witness of his mighty power, who can witness, hallelujah, of his great love? Hallelujah for humanity. Glory be to God. Can I get a witness tonight? Is there anybody under the sound of my voice who will stand up, not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and will testify on his behalf of what he's done for you? Glory be to God. It's time that we bring back the testimony service. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So they took the 12 smooth stones to be testimonies for the children, for their children. Glory be to God. So that one day they would remember, my grandmama said this, and my grandmama, this happened, and that happened. And they would remember grandmama's God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I didn't know God when I uh, got saved. I didn't know. I just knew about him. I just knew about him. I knew about him from my grandmother. I sang Christian songs about him. I knew that God was good, but I didn't know God. I did not know God. Hallelujah. And I had a little talk with him down in the basement of that jail. And I was I got to know him for myself. I got to know him for myself, glory be to God. So the 12 stones were to be testimonies. Glory be to God for the generations to come. And this is why the church is supposed to have testimonies going forth in the church so that the next generation will know God and his mighty power. Glory be to God. We have allowed the enemy to steal testimonies out of the church services. Now, I I will admit that some people don't know how to testify. They get up and they start testifying. And they go on and on and on and on. And then before you know it, they're not testifying about the Lord. They're testifying about the devil. And they begin to start testifying about him. So people have to be taught how to even testify. The testimony must always be about the Lord, about his greatness, about his great and mighty power. And it should always be not hearsay but what he's done for you, glory be to God. See, you don't have to go to college, glory be to God, to be able to tell somebody what he's done for you. You don't have to have graduated from the school of theology to be able to tell somebody what he's done for you. You don't have to have a, 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 a seminary de- degree to tell somebody what he's done for you. You can tell people how he made a way how when the doctor shook his head and walked away and the doctor said, I've done all I could do, how God showed up in that hospital room and how he began to heal your body and he miraculously brought you up off that bed of affliction. You were at death's door 
and God healed you. You don't have to have a degree to be able to tell that. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But you are supposed to be a witness unto God. Hallelujah. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, you shall be witnesses unto God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. People need to hear your testimony of how God is a healer, how God is a deliverer, a marriage fixer, a mind and heart regulator, how God came in and he fixed your problem. Glory be to God. You had a problem that you couldn't solve. Glory be to God. Money couldn't solve your problem. He changed your heart. God came and and changed your heart. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He moved on the hearts of others for you. The people said no. They said you're not qualified for this. Ha! Glory be to God in the highest. And before you could get out of there, they called you back and said, we changed our mind. We're going to go ahead and work with you. We're going to help you get qualified for this. Glory be to God. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but can I get a witness? Can somebody testify tonight of how God made a way out of no way? Glory be to God. Because Jesus said that after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, you shall be witnesses unto me. You see, the testimony that God has given you, that testimony that you've been sitting on, that's your witness. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It is a witness of Jesus Christ. You remember when 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 Jesus was taken in into uh, 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 that illegal court session that they had, when he was taken in, they brought false witnesses against him. They brought people in that said, he had blasphemed against God, and they lied. They had paid false witnesses. And even even the, uh, 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 the court knew that these people were lying. They knew. They paid them. They knew that they were lying. Glory be to God. So we don't need no false witnesses, no incredible witnesses. And you can only be a witness to what you have seen and experienced yourself. Glory be to God. People need to hear your testimony of what God has done for you so that you can be strengthened and encouraged and they can have hope. Glory be to God. We got to let the testimonies go forth again. Jesus said, I tell you, if you hold your peace, these stones are going to cry out. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. And we've seen God do so many things that men said were impossible. He's raised the dead. Glory be to God. I talked to a mother uh, last week. Her son was at death's door. The doctor wanted to, her to pull the plug. Glory be to God. But this woman of God 
said no. She would not pull the plug on her son. Glory be to God, because she believed that God wasn't through with him yet. And she and I began to pray, and we prayed every day for her child. Hallelujah. And they began to, they were speaking negatively. Well, we don't think he has no brain activity. We don't, we don't think this and we don't think that. And they began to uh, uh, number his days. So he's not going to make it. He's not going to live long. Glory be to God. The young man is still here. As a matter of fact, they brought him out of ICU, and now he's in a regular hospital room. Can I get a witness? Is there anybody listening to the sound of my voice that's willing to stand up for the Lord and be a witness unto him after you have received the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Will you open your mouth and tell of all the goodness of God that you have seen firsthand and experienced? Glory be to God. Will you tell it what God has done for you? You know, the old folks used to say, you can't tell it, let me tell it. So many times people want to whisper behind people's back and talk about people. Do you know what she used to be? you know what he used to do? No, honey, you can't tell it. I got to tell this. Yes, I used to be this, that, and the other, but the operative word there is used to be. Now I'm a child of the Most High God, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Glory be to God. God will save and redeem who he want to save and redeem. And you know, the Lord didn't stop there. He filled me with the Holy Ghost, and then he put his word inside of me. And God called me to preach the gospel. He said, go ye into all nations. And you know what? He he, he didn't start there. He started in my local uh, community. He said, go back into the jail. Go back there first. That's the first place he sent me. And I taught a Bible study in the local jail for three years and six months. I didn't even have a car, caught the bus to and fro from the jail. Every Monday night, God made a way. And guess what? After three years and six months, I was on my knees one morning praying, and my phone rang. And normally, I don't answer my phone when I'm praying, but there was something about it that made me answer that morning. And this was before they had caller ID or any of that. And a friend of mine called me and said, Jan, can you drive? And I said, yes. She said, God told me to give you my car. Hallelujah! Glory be to God in eyes. You see, I was faithful to catch that bus down to that jail every Monday night at 7 o'clock and teach that Bible study. I was faithful to do that. No car, 
had to carry a big satchel full of Bibles to make sure the inmates had Bibles. And I did this for three years and six months, and God rewarded me when the time came with a car. Somebody give God some praise. Hallelujah. I've had God do so many, so many miraculous things in my life. I went to college at age 40 and got my bachelor's degree. And two weeks later, I became a high school English teacher. Now, that in itself was a miracle because I smoked enough crack that my brain should have been fried. And the only explanation that I can can offer is that God just gave me new brain cells because brain cells are the only cells in the body that do not replenish themselves. So when I got ready to take my practice test, God gave me new brain cells so that I could answer those questions. Two weeks later, I began my teaching career. I became a high school English teacher after the Holy Ghost came upon me. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. I got to give him praise tonight. I got to testify of the goodness of God. And I taught in the public schools, glory be to God, for more than 18 years of my life. Then I went back to school and got my master's degree. I'm talking about an ex-crack addicted street prostitute with a criminal record as long as this room. This is what God did. I can't take no credit for it. All the glory belongs to him. This is what he did. This is his mighty power. This is his testimony. Glory, hallelujah. So I went back to college and got my master's degree in two years with a principal's license. And I continued teaching, continued teaching, and then I finally went back to school and got my doctorate in 2019. And it was in 2019 I got married, got my doctorate, and became the principal of a Christian school. This is the power of God. From a prostitute to a principal to a preacher. Can I get a witness? Can somebody testify of the goodness of God? Testify of his mighty power. Testify of his great love, of his mercy and his goodness that endured forever. And then if that wasn't enough, 
the governor of North Carolina pardoned me in 2016 of all my charges. This testimony is the testimony of the unlimited power of God. When I used to go to Jamaica, I learned a little song, and it said, nothing, absolutely nothing is too difficult for thee. Great and mighty God, there is nothing too difficult for thee. And I like that little song. had a very odd melody, but I liked it because the words, the words express my heart. Absolutely nothing is too difficult for God. Absolutely nothing. God can do anything but fail. Glory be to God. We, the people of God, are to be his witnesses. We have a responsibility, a tremendous responsibility to pass down the story, share the testimony, the 12 smooth stones. That's what the 12 smooth stones were for. They were testimonies of how God brought them through that Jordan River when its banks Overflowed. God waited specifically for the time when the Jordan banks overflowed. And he said when the priests put their feet in the water, the waters receded. Good God Almighty. Now, you know, I know when the children of Israel saw the Red Sea, congeal and part or part and congeal so that they could go through on dry ground. That should have blowed their mind. But it amazes me how easily we forget what God has done for us. Let's look at Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, glory be to God. What did the Lord say about that? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is what it said. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. This is what he said in Deuteronomy, chapter 6. He said, and it shall be... When the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and good cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not. When thou shalt have eaten 
and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. In other words, God said, when I bless you, when I make a way for you out of no way, heal your body that they said could not be healed. They said there was no cure. We've done all we can. They shook their heads and walked away. God said, after I have done all of that, he said, then beware that you don't forget God. He said, don't forget. In other words, don't get it twisted. Don't think you got there on your own. Don't think your intellect got you there. Don't think that was your idea that got you where you are today. All the glory belongs to God. All the glory. It all belongs to him. Don't let the devil trick you and make you think you had anything to do with this. This is all the testimony of God. And he said, I did this not for your name's sake, but for my great name's sake. Lest any man should boast, power be not of us, but of God. So don't you get to the top and forget that it was God that brought you out of the gutter. Don't you get so highfalutin that all of a sudden you don't want people to know where God brought you from. Yeah, you've become ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't want people to know what you used to be. It is the testimony of God. How dare you try to keep quiet about it? And God is saying, can I get a witness? We wonder why we go through some of the things that we go through in life. It ain't even about you. God is giving you a testimony. He's giving you a testimony of his mighty power. He's giving you a testimony. And he's letting the whole world see through you who he is, how powerful he is. Can I get a witness? Or have you arrived now? You're in the penthouse in your cushy office, 
And you don't want people to know what you once were and what God delivered you from. You better tell it to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Or the rocks will cry out in your place. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you tonight, ain't no rocks crying out for me. Ain't no rocks crying out for me. We have been given awesome privilege of speech. We can commune with God through speech, and we can commune with one another. Animals, they don't have that. They try to communicate with us, but we don't know what they're saying, and they don't know what we're saying, I believe. But we can sit down and have a talk with God, and he talks to us. God is alive. He's not made of stone or brick and mortar. He is the true and living God. And so every day that we wake up, we are given the opportunity to tell of God's goodness. Every day you get an opportunity to tell somebody about the Lord and what he has done for you. You are given the privilege. It's a privilege because some people that have gone through half of what you and I have been through, they ain't here. They're not here to tell it. They didn't survive. But God kept you alive. He brought you through it. He brought you out of it. so that you could tell somebody, and you're ashamed. You're ashamed. You don't want the folks in corporate America to know. You're trying to hide behind your Armani suit. You don't want people to know where God found you. He got you out the gutter. You were dirt poor. You didn't have nothing. You didn't have no skill. Everything you know today, God taught you. You might say, well, I went to school for this. Yeah, but God taught you because he gave you the brain cells. Don't get it twisted. It's his breath in your lungs. So every day. It's testimony service. It ought to be testimony service for you. Every day you ought to tell somebody. See, so many people say, well, I don't know how to explain the gospel. I, I don't know how to, uh, 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 you know, articulate it. I, I, I believe in Jesus Christ, but I don't know how to, how, to, how to tell somebody about him. Well, tell him what he's done for you. Keep it simple. You don't have 
have to be a theologian. The song says, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Just tell what he's done for you. Be a witness unto the Lord. Don't let the rocks cry out for you. Because if you hold your peace, they will. Them rocks going to cry out if you hold your peace. You know that it was God that healed your body. The doctors and all their medical knowledge had gone as far as they could. The song says, Jesus is my doctor, and he writes out all my prescriptions, and he brings me my medicine in my room. You know. It wasn't their medication. It wasn't their procedures. It wasn't their equipment. It wasn't their medical knowledge. It was the Lord that raised you up off that bed of affliction. They told you you were going to have this problem for the rest of your life, and this was probably how your life was going to end. And God stepped in when he heard your cry and he touched your body and healed you. And now you don't even have that condition anymore. The condition that the doctor said was going to be a lifetime condition. You don't even struggle. You don't have that anymore. Where'd it go? What happened to it? God healed you. Simple as that. When you were at death's door, the Lord himself came to see about you. He brought you out. When doctors numbered your days and told you to make arrangements, God said, not so. He said, not so. I remember my cousin in 2015. I got a call from her daughter, said, can you go over to the hospital and pray with my mama? I dropped what I was doing and went over there. They said she had three days to live. That was in 2015. She just passed away March of 2023. God kept her. He brought her out of that hospital. He touched her body so miraculous. He healed her. Doctor says she had three days. Everybody was doing sad singing and going on. I told them, get out of here. Get out of here with that. 
You're going by what he says. What is God saying? Somebody said the same thing about you. They said you didn't have long. Still here today. You're still here. The doctor that said it, he might be gone, but you're still here. It's time for you to give that testimony. It's time for you to tell the real truth. Time for you to tell what God has done for you and be a witness unto him. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, you shall be witnesses unto him. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and into the uttermost part of the earth. You got work to do. You got work to do. Proclaim the name of the Lord. Tell. Tell it. Glory be to God. You don't know how many souls to your testimony. I've been saved 30 years and I'm still telling my testimony. You know why? Because God is still building it. It's still brand new to me. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. I, I, I never tire of telling my testimony. I never get bored. It never gets it never gets bored because Jesus is continuously adding to it. And just when I think he's done it all, boom. There it is. Another suddenly I'm blown away. Blown away. God done did some stuff for you that you didn't even ask for. He just did it. Boom. There it is. He just did it. He has exceeded every last one of my expectations. Glory be to God. I never thought that God would bless me like this. I'm married got a good husband. We live in our home. We are blessed. We are blessed of the Lord. I should have been dead. I could have been dead. I would have been dead if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Enemy would have swallowed me up a long time ago. So you think I'm going to be quiet on God? I was loud when I was a sinner. That's when I should have been quiet. But I can't hide what God has done for me. Because this thing was not done in a corner. He made an open show of the devil. Glory be to God. He delivered me. 
He saved me. He set me free. And he delivered me. And then he filled me with the Holy Ghost. And he gave me power over all the power of the enemy. Power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And nothing by any means shall harm me. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God has done so much for me, it would take a lifetime to tell it all. But I tell you one thing. I'm a witness of what he can do. I'm a witness. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, too hard for God. Absolutely nothing. And we are called to be his witness here in the earth. And when we begin to declare the goodness, the grace, the love, the mercy, the power of God, we become his witnesses here in the earth. And other people hear the testimony, our testimony, not somebody else's testimony, but our testimony. And they know what you used to be. And they say, I know what she used to be. I know what she used to do. And if God can save somebody like her, he can do anything. See, that's a testimony unto him. That's a witness unto him of the power of God. And you sitting on this testimony. Nobody knows your story because you won't tell it. Because you, you, I'm trying to put that behind me. I, I, I just want to move on. No. We have to testify of the goodness of God. And as the word of the Lord says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Your testimony is powerful. It's a weapon in the arsenal of God. Hallelujah, because it's all about God. It's all about him. Your testimony. Unlimited. It's unconditional. It's unlimited power and it's unconditional love. For you and I. 
for humanity. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. You see, this is what it's all about. Be an incredible witness unto the Lord so that others may hear your testimony and they will believe in God. As a matter of fact, they'll want to get to know him. I want to know this God. The God that saved her? Yeah, I want to know him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Our testimonies are our witness unto him. And we got to let those testimonies go forth. Again, they must go forth. Hallelujah. So that the rocks won't cry out. Hallelujah. So that's tonight's message. Glory be to God. Can I get a witness? It's the testimony of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Your testimony is your witness. And you've got to praise God. After, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto This is Evangelist Janet Taylor, your host. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I pray that you've been blessed tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray that this message, can I get a witness, provokes you to testify of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Come on in, Apostle. Praise God, Evangelist Taylor. That's a powerful testimony, uh, some kind of similar to mine. I I was a drug dealer for about seven, eight years, and uh, very miserable doing that eight years, running guns, uh, in and out of club, making about six, seven thousand a night, just as miserable, lost on cocaine, on crack, on heroin. Uh, pitiful and uh, the Lord through his patience this is why I'm patient with people because God was patient with me it was a very powerful sermon Chaplain John Durden you had anything to say to advantage Janet Taylor before we close Amen it's always a blessing I really um, was uh, elated by the testimony she gave you all have some backgrounds and stuff we did foolishness back in our days and you know and, and she just brought back a lot of memories in my days you know kind of a thing and but please God, I did have a grandmama uh, who really loved the Lord, and um, so she sort of helped me uh, come back to where I was supposed to be. And so I just give glory to the Lord and my grandmama because all the other ones, man, all them uncles and aunts, man, they were hellraisers. But I thank for a stern grandmother who hung in there with me. And that testimony she gave tonight, some of it I can understand and relate to it because 
I experienced some of those things. And I just want to say, God bless you, sweetheart. God bless you, my sister. Uh, Evan Stella, uh, I need you to keep me in prayer to settle my case. I'm going to be honest with you. My heart is just not, I love Jamaica. My heart's not here, Evangelist. My heart's Amen. in Jamaica. And I love Jamaica. And I, the Lord said, you'll never ask me nothing. I say, he said, ask for, and please hurry up and give me my disability so I can get out of here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I heard him first. I said, you ain't never asked me. I said, okay, hey, hey I asked you on this one. Please, because I need to get my burglar bars. <laughs> I said, Lord, Amen. I don't ask the Lord for too much. I just go in on, you know, I ain't just serve him. And he said, well, ask me. I asked him so fast. He said, that's the quickest prayer you ever prayed. <laughs> I want to get back to Jamaica so bad, man. I, my heart hurts because I love it there. And uh, I, me and Pastor Earl, we're good friends. And I got some nice Christian friends down there. And uh yes. I just like living in Jamaica. I don't like it here in America. There's nothing here. I mean, it's, I don't really have a family, but you, Sister Taylor, my brothers and sisters are my family. And I got more spiritual family down there than this physical family thing here. And um, I, my health is more better. I lose more weight in Jamaica. If I was in yeah. Jamaica, I wouldn't be this, this heavy. This, this, I'm not used to this. I, I, this is the first time me being in the United States over six months straight. Yeah. And the food is better there. The food is the food yes. is better there. I have a friend, she said when she's in Jamaica, um, she doesn't have trouble with diabetes. It's when she comes to the United States that she has trouble with it. That's right. That's right. That's right. I know Jamaicans that's in Jamaica, they don't have a problem. But when they come to visit their daughters or family in the U.S., they get the diabetes come back. It's the additives in the food. See, their food, uh, they kill a chicken. They they don't have meat stored up in the grocery store. It, it's a fresh, nope. it's a fresh kill, it's a fresh killed chicken. So they don't have. You might find five or six chickens in the store. That means they killed them today. They don't have meat stored up in their freezer. They don't have that. They sure don't. They sure don't, Evangeline. And that's why I miss it. And I just miss the the the, the peace I have there. I miss being able to go to Brother Earl's house. I just love Jamaica, and my heart's not here. And I, the Lord said, ask me. I said, Lord, the name is please speed up my case so I can get out of here. As soon as I get Amen. my settlement, I can put more money into My mind's on the kingdom. I'm just going to put some burglar bars. That's all I'm putting. I'm not buying no new furniture, none of that, and I'm wasting no money like that. Put some burglar right. bars up here, and I can be able to get this search engine, $485 a month. That would be able to get more of my audience. Search engines are, and the Lord's been showing me how to do that. And when I get that money, I'm going to invest into the kingdom. I'm going to invest into the Amen. kingdom. Well, when Amen. I get served, my mind's on the kingdom. My mind ain't on nothing else. And that was a very powerful testimony. It gave me reflections when I was on crack cocaine. I was on so much drugs one time in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't even know how I pulled over in East Point. I just was there. You know, it's just amazing how the power of God can transform us if we let them. A lot of Christians don't let the Lord. They don't have no testimony to give because they ain't obedient. That's true. That's true. They ain't got no testimony to give because they don't obey the God. They're always in the soul, always thinking it's spiritual. Evangelist Taylor, me and Brother Tommy dealt with Jezebel and his mother. 
And I said, you give me permission to deal with this Jezebel spirit? I dealt with that thing. I dealt with it. Amen. I Amen. dealt with that spirit. You hear me? It's a spirit, and I dealt with it. And uh, too much like it. But I'm not here to please nobody. I'm here to serve the Lord. She know, And the brother, we both realize that she has Jezebel. People got so many spirits in them. The Lord ain't, when people get saved, they just say they, Except the Lord and the Lord say, if they ain't got no testimonies of what you went through, they ain't had no relationship with the Lord. You got to have a relationship with the Lord to get deterred and be patient with the Lord to go through trials. Well, one thing Pastor Wayne taught us about trials and tribulations, boy, he would hit that thing over and 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 over. And when we go through trials, God's really testing our faith and developing us to deal with that versus his short ministry. Because being yes. in the deliverance ministry, it ain't easy. It is not. This is not and easy, the devil, Pastor Taylor. The devil will come at you through the people closest to you. Oh, come on, come on. That's why I don't that's why the Lord taught me one thing. Ain't no friendship in the deliverance ministry. When I'm when I'm ministering, I ain't your buddy. I'm not your friend because I might say something right. to you that you may not want me to say. If I'm still gonna say it, I ain't gonna sugarcoat it, because if I sugarcoat you, that go my norton. And ain't nobody worth okay. me losing my norton. And I'm not doing it. It's not going to happen. That's right. And you got to tell people what God is saying. He, God told the prophet Ezekiel, I'm sending you to a people that are stiff-necked and rebellious. He said they will not listen. He said, but whatever I tell you to say to them, you better say it. He said, because if you don't, their blood will be on your hands. I don't want nobody's blood on my hands. I don't either. Come on. Ma'am, I ain't about to do that for nobody. And I looked at it, I said, ma'am, you got a Jezebel spirit in you. That's why you drove your husband to alcoholism. People don't want the truth. People, people, there's, you know, you say Christian to me, that means suffering. Okay. That means suffering. The son of God didn't have a place to lay his head. The son of God had not had no place to lay his head. And really being in ministry, you start off. You, it, you, when I got the ministry of Venice Taylor, <laughs> oh boy, internet radio, that's the last thing that was I was concerned about. A radio station, I don't even know anything about no computer or nothing. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. And uh, I got on New Wine Radio when I don't know how I got on internet radio. The Lord told me Fellowship of Deliverance Internet Radio. Huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> this guy, James Jones, that one I cut loose a long time ago trying to help him, got me on New Wine Radio. And when I was on New Wine Radio, I began to teach deliverance. And people liked it. And the guy said, hey, man, you got to go somewhere else. You're taking my members from me. So I started this radio station. And Pastor okay. Wayne Thompson, my pastor, Wayne C. Thompson, said, I'm going to bless you. With a thousand dollars a month, my pastor gave me one thousand dollars a month. That helped me because it's expensive to get internet radio with these computers. You got to buy the hard drive, the software, the uh, technical that you got to get. People don't know what goes behind the internet. They just hear me right now, but you don't see what I'm doing after I get off. When y'all say amen okay. and go to sleep, I'm not sleeping. I'm still working. I'm okay. still working at 3 o'clock in the morning. To four. Now, I'm not doing it to get no brownie punts for no human beings because I'm doing it for Christ. Because you can't get – you do something for a human, you ain't going to get nothing out of it. 
But if you do it no. wholeheartedly to the Lord, you're going to get blessed with it. And when I got into this ministry, uh, I was at the hospital learning deliverance. So I kind of knew a little bit of it, but not as much as the Lord carried me when I was on this fast for, for three years. And uh, the Lord really taught me a lot, but he carried me through that. He carried me through that. I didn't know anything about 501c3 and everything. He carried me through all of that. Now, we have ministered over 347,000 people alone on live deliverance this year. We're in 42 nations worldwide. I have a podcast. The Lord's blessed me, and I give him the glory. You go to Google and type up Emmett Robertson. I'm on 43 podcasts. Wow. That's the Lord. That's the that's the Lord. You on that too, Van Sager. Mm-hmm. When I get off here, it shoots right over and you go to Google and type in Emmett Overton. You'll see your name, Janet Taylor. Boom. You can just listen to it. Mm-hmm. But that's the Holy Spirit. But you got to suffer too. I, I remember when I first did I ain't get no money. I was uh, at the household volunteering. I ain't had no money, no nothing. Uh man, it was rough. I took a BB gun and was surviving off eating squirrels. Wow. Squirrels. And the Lord, I tried to get a contact again, selling dope, and to say, man, they said that you you ratted on us. They're gonna pull a gun on me. God was shutting them doors down. Yes. He was shutting them doors down. He was shutting them doors down. And uh, I told myself, okay, if I'm gonna do this. I ain't gonna, you know, uh, half do it. And but the deliverance ministry, right. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. A lot of people don't appreciate the ministers. They abuse us. They, but they don't really hurt us because we do this to the Lord. I, I, ever since I've been in this ministry, only one thing I say I can I can see in the body of Christ. I hate to say this, Sister Taylor, but stubbornness. Mm. Yes. Stubbornness. Yes. Controlling men, men with pride, uh, lots of pride, lots of stubbornness. Yes. Yeah. Whole lot, lot of pride, of, whole lot of lot pride. Of pride events. There's some serious pride in the body of Christ, and you've been a blessing to me. And I thank you for everything you've done. And we met through Jermaine Edwards, and me, me, you, me and yes, we and closer. Did. And we met through uh, Brother Jermaine Edwards, uh, and uh, it was a grace. And just lift him up in prayer. That's all we can say. Just lift him up in Amen. prayer. Nothing else. Amen. Just pray for Amen. everybody. Amen. Let everybody know how you can, uh, how they can reach you. And uh, how they can succeed your ministries. Amen, amen. If you're uh, led of the Lord and want to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so through PayPal or Zelle. And um, all you have to do is use this email address for the ID, jet245 at msn.com. So you can sow a seed through PayPal or Zelle. And whatever gift you send, we will certainly appreciate it, and it will be used for the upbuilding of the kingdom. I don't take one dime out of this ministry. I do not receive uh, a salary from the ministry. My husband takes care of me, and uh, I will never receive anything out of the ministry. Everything belongs to God, and it's for the upbuilding of the kingdom. So before you leave, what, what song you want to go out on one of your songs? Okay, let's play uh, You Are God. 
Okay, anything else before I put your music on? No, Apostle. This is uh, this has been a great night. I thank God for the opportunity to uh, be on your program. And um, I just want to remind the people to be witnesses unto God after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Thank you. 